Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. Back again with me today is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. Except it's not just another week. It's not. And it's not just another sermon. Uh, we've been away for a couple months, and we've missed you all dearly. We've been on vacation. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> not the truth. Coronavirus. <laughs> so, uh, but before we get into all the things that are popping off here at TC, uh, we got a special guest on the podcast. His first time on the weekly follow-up podcast. Uh-oh. My dear friend, my brother from another mother, Hanae. Hane, what is up, guys? My name is Ryan, and I am a part of TC Worship. And uh, what's up, family? Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? So, uh, yeah, and uh, we're here. It's it's uh, it's been interesting here at TC for the past little bit, getting the building ready. So I know the last time we talked to some of you guys, we had purchased a building and renovations and stuff. We are near the end of all of that on the main building. We still have two other buildings that the gym and another education building that all need considerably more love. Uh, but we're almost ready, and in less than a week, on September sixth. Come on. We're kicking back off Wait, in-person services. Less than a week. I'm sorry, less than two weeks. Yeah, My bad. Not less than one week. I don't know what yeah. day we're on then. Less than, <laughs> less than two weeks. But September 6th for yeah. whenever you may be listening to this yeah, podcast. That's true. Um, man, we're going to be uh, we'll be in-person September 6th. We are so excited. Uh, man, there's nothing like uh, having, you know, our, our community together, our faith community Um and the last month or so, we've been recording services, uh, and we've actually been allowing people to be part of the recordings, and that's been really dope. Oh, yeah. Like, that's been a lot more fun. I know, like, Ryan, you lead worship. Yep. Right, you're on a worship team. Like, the difference between leading to a red dot over a camera and leading with people. The most awkward thing ever is exhorting a camera. Yeah. Because... Um, Come on and lift your hands. Yeah, lift your hands wherever you're standing. Like, are you are you standing? <laughs> They're not. Yeah. They're or probably not. Yeah. I've been a part of these watch parties. I mean, some people stand. Yeah. Usually. They stand at PD's house, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, they stand, um, we're standing over there. You know, we just kind of hang out at... Uh, and, and even before the watch parties, you know they were. I mean, they, no. They're, they're, they're in bed or whatever. Brother, like, <laughs> Josh, Josh I was eating with Josh Lipscomb the other day, and he was like, yeah, he's like, even as pastors, you know, it's like the whole like online service thing was so dope you were hyping it up he's like the first week everyone's in the living room like hands lifted you know second week everyone's on the couch third week they're still in their pajamas in the bed watching that service I mean but for real though yeah that's exactly how it went let's let's be honest here how many people are actually still late for the online service Uh, I I, not I'm people that are late are late that's true if you're late late people late people are late people Yeah. yeah hate that yeah mm. and what's funny about facebook is it like tells on you you know what i mean it's like so and so just join the watch party it's like it's quarter after like they're on you? staff what yeah, are you right? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's funny so, so yeah no it's uh it's been uh it's something man but i'm ready i'm ready to be back it's gonna be good it was it was it was kind of fun at first being so different and it was new. fun because it was new yeah right but then it was like okay you know, it wore off real quick. It wore off fast. Yeah, it, it wore off it. real fast. But, you know, we're trying to get – I mean, the hard part is like – the hard part is there's no right decision. I mean, 
that everyone loves because we're not out of the like pandemic. I mean, Ooh, coronavirus right. still is existing. People are still new cases and all that. But it's like, man, at some point, yeah. what do you do? And yeah, I mean, we try to we try to use a little bit of wisdom or a lot of wisdom, and we really prayed through it. We were patient. You know, we weren't the first ones to go back. If anything, we we're we're one of one the of last, last, at least in it, our church circles. You know? Yeah, and and some of that is the building. It has been the building. Getting so, the building ready has been part of it, and just trying to use wisdom and praying through. And so you know, um, you know, you're not gonna. Everybody's not ready. But so many people are, and a lot of yeah. people just need it, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, yeah. like Ryan and I were talking the other day. It's like there's there's just, there's something missing because we're not together, and I mean, we're all we're all pretty close here. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I see Ryan four times a week, if not more. You know, we see each other every day. So, and there's it, and for us, there are days where we're like, and mm-hmm. I'm just over this. So you think about people who aren't connected at all, at all. You know, they haven't seen any. I mean, I yeah. I met with a pipeline student that's going into the pipeline coming up and uh like she saw the building for the first time yesterday yeah you know she's had zero connection with anybody wow. and i'm just like you know she's like i'm going, been six months going crazy that's in that it's, is insane yeah i mean we haven't crazy. had a we haven't had a church service since mid-march yeah that's nuts eh. right it's a long time. Yeah. And 2020 but, is by far the slowest, fastest year. Yeah, yeah right, right. 2020 can do something. Yeah, I mean, like, go fly a kite or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something. But, but. It'll get struck by lightning. And it's like the technology thing. It's like, thank God for online yeah. service. Like, because, yeah. I mean, imagine 10 years ago. Oh. Or 15 years Forget ago. Forget it. 10 years ago, only the biggest churches with the most money were, would have been able to do yeah. something like this. Elevation, but, John yeah, it's Hagee, like, it's guys like, like that. Thank God for it. But man, you know, yeah, I nice. can't imagine now like people that only like that don't go to church regularly that just catch it online or on TV and stuff. They're missing out. Yeah. You know, like to some people, that's kind of what they do. I guess they catch like Joel Osteen on Sunday evening or something, which that's bad and on several levels. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's a different yeah. podcast. Oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd recommend maybe introducing something else to that. Yeah. Uh, that uh, theological <laughs> diet. Maybe, yeah, you just, know, a, uh, just, just a whole new just, diet yeah, in general. Just, that's, it, <laughs> it maybe ingests some, you know, something a little more substantial to chew on but nonetheless nonetheless yeah you're right different podcast different time um and we've been in we've been in a series um here at tc with the in-person services uh well in the in-person recording sorry um and you know when we're going into the series i had a feel there are certain ceilings you have certain series you have feelings about where you're just kind of like I bet you this one's probably going to hit a little harder than the others. Right. Um, especially, you know, like we try to plan series out strategically and stuff like that. And so going into facts or feelings, it was one of those series that I was like, hmm, I wonder how this is going to be received. Not like I wonder if people are going to receive it, but I wonder how, you you know, I mean, Ryan, you were a student pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, yep. So anytime we communicate with someone, there's this element of like, I wonder if they're really going to hear what I'm saying enough that it, that it sinks in and they absorb it enough that it changes, you know, their heart, right. their position with the Lord, um, not in God's eyes, but in their own right. um, stuff like that. And so going into facts or feelings, I was like, I, I've just, I had this feeling, <laughs> no pun intended, right? <laughs> uh, I had this feeling um, that this one was going to kind of shake, shake a few things up and, and I, we're, we're, we're definitely seeing that like the past few weeks have been, it's been a good series. Yeah. Ridiculous. I've liked it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's been a good series. Yeah. yeah. So, we, yeah, to kind of catch everybody up, the first week we did the, the kickoff sermon for the series with facts or feelings. You know, we genuinely talked about, you know, are we, are we believing, are we following our feelings? Or are we really paying it? Like, just because our feelings tell us God won't come through, that God's not who he says he is. Sometimes we don't feel like, you know, um, like trusting him or whatever. And the, but there's the facts, right? And, and then even sometimes there's facts, but then there's truth. And we talked about that in week one and you can go back and listen to that sermon. Um, and then week two, we talked about identity, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, um, how, how we understand who God is and how we understand who we are affects how we interact with the world around us. Um, and then this week was like kind of a part two to that, where we talked about worth, you know, and we talked about who we are and what our worth is. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ryan enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> enjoyed wouldn't be the word. I wouldn't have I used that word you appreciated when it. we were recording the other day. Uh, no. When I was, I was sitting by Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Justin, I don't know if I could host yeah. the rest of this service. You might have to, you might have to shut us down here because. So me, if you didn't get it, me and Ryan were like the service host on camera, like in all the transitions and stuff. And then during the message, we still had one more time to come back up, you know, to close out the service. And Ryan was like. I don't think I can get back. <laughs> and I was like, so what was going through your mind? I was like, bro? are you like, good? I, uh, he was like, nah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not okay. I was like, does it look like I'm good? Like, I mean, just straight all like, there was no runway. There was no like takeoff. It oh. was just like, there was like rocket ship from the beginning, like five minutes in. Yeah. I'm like tearing up. It was some, and it was, it was man, some bangers in there. Like so. talking about worth and just you know, and I the next day after the recording, I just like busted in Pastor Brad's office, and I was like, <laughs> "We need to talk <laughs> right now." Uh, yeah. Like I am not okay. Uh, yeah. But just wow, like what a message. Um, and I know I've talked to a, uh, some others in our congregation, and they they feel the same way. Maybe not as deeply as I felt, um, but. I think, yeah. Incredible. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I mean, I'm just glad, I'm glad the Holy Spirit is speaking. You know what I mean? He breathes and that's what does the work, you know, but, uh, you know, and it's been funny because each week has been a different, like uh, in the best possible way, each week, different people, it's just hit them in, a, in, in the right way. Like whether it, it was the word, whether it was just, you know, the, when I say the word, I'm talking like the Bible, just breathing life, mm. whether it was just showing us, I mean, you know, uh, our friend, you know, Allison yeah. after the first week was like, she, uh, she was a mess, bro. Like, and I, I didn't realize that I thought like she got a phone call and she was like crying or something. And so I was like, like, you know, it wasn't until like we went to dinner afterwards that someone told me what happened. Like they were supposed to go to dinner and they ended up going home because she's like, I don't want to be around anyone right now. <laughs> um, oh she was just God. processing everything. I was like, wow, like I didn't even, uh, you know, like again, you just know, sometimes you get the feeling certain series are going to hit home, but th- I think it's because it's so practical. Like yeah. we're just like here, like we're just getting down into, um, a, quite frankly, facts or feelings is a series that gets down with you in your own place and for those that really struggle with the battle in their own mind, it's it's getting down into a little bit of the mud and the dirt yes. of our own mental thought process a little bit. And it's challenging a lot of ideas that, quite frankly, I think some people have 
had built up for a little while yeah you know they've been doing this isn't like they didn't just all of a sudden get realized that they've been dealing with this i think it's just hitting some of those things and and so yeah i mean like dealing dealing with that it's just it's where we are it's been good yeah so this past sunday we talked about worth and uh we talked about what's your worth and and uh you know we kicked it off talking about you know um buddy's rolex that he bought, you know, on the mission field in, in Mexico, you yeah. know, he bought a Rolex for 50 bucks mm-hmm. and, uh, he bought a watch that said Rolex, <laughs> right? He bought, a, <laughs> bought a quote air quotes Rolex, Rolex. for, uh, for 50 I mean, bucks. I used to sell those. So yeah. And, <laughs> or was it, was it 25 or 50? Now 25, 20, 25 bucks. That sounds about right. And, uh, bought it. And, uh, you know, he was like, Oh man, look at this thing I got. And then, you know, like a week later, you know, the second hand wasn't spinning no more, you know, it's like, and, and the whole thing had, you know, fallen apart or whatever. I used to buy them for 20. Flip them. Mm. Sold them for a hundred. Yeah. Turn up. Turn up. Side hustle. It so, was. It was. It was like high school. High school. Yeah. So. They looked bad though. Yeah. They looked bad. And so we, you they know. did not look like Rolex. Yeah, they <laughs> Good thing none of your friends know <laughs> actual Rolexes look like. Yeah. So. Yeah. They don't yeah. know. But now we talked about, and a lot of what we dealt with um, this past Sunday was in Matthew 4. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to jump around quite a bit of it today on the podcast. If you want to listen to the sermon, go listen to this. I encourage you to go listen to the sermon. Ryan does too. (laughs) Uh, Go listen to the sermon to get all the context. But, you know, in Matthew 4, something really special happens, um, verses 1 through 3. It says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Um, after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Um, and Jesus answered, it is written, men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the word of God. And so we see this era of time where Jesus has, um, is being tempted by the enemy. But one of the things that's so important in this passage is to realize how he got there. Yeah. And I think for so many of us, right, like the initial thought anytime we find ourselves engaging with the enemy um is that the enemy is winning that he's having his way with us that we're losing um that god has disappeared that he's not around or he's not aware you know we our prayer life turns into like god i don't know if you realize this or not but like we kind of we started to fall in that place um and you know like jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness and uh, we can all, we've all found ourselves in dry places Come on. where we start to wonder if God left us because we, you know, there is no, we're not, we're, we're not digesting. Um, there is nothing feeding us. There's nothing, we don't feel like anything is sustaining us, um, you know? And so uh, it's, it's realizing that, but one of the things the enemy comes at him and I think that's important, or that's what we pointed out. And, and Justin, you have that first point there. He says, if you are like, if you are the son of God, now keeping in mind, Lucifer saw Jesus when he got cast down from heaven, right? Like, so Lucifer is aware of who Jesus is and Jesus is aware of Jesus. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. So like we can, there's no confusion here. Right. Like both of them know who they are, but it didn't stop him. Even though he knew who he was, it didn't stop him from challenging who he was. Yeah. Right. Oof. And so, <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah. So the first point there, Justin, talking about doubting. Yeah. Right? Doubting how God sees you is the first step in doubting how you see you. And it, yeah. And, and the enemy 
knew who Jesus was and Jesus knew who Jesus was, but it didn't stop the enemy from trying to get him confused on who he was. Right. Especially it, in that vulnerable state of. Right. And so the enemy, it doesn't, the enemy didn't show up on the mountaintop to tempt Jesus. Right. he didn't show up uh, as he was feeding the multitudes. That's not where he showed up. He showed up in the wilderness. Yeah. Right. He showed up at the end of the fast. He didn't show up on day one of the fast. He showed up on day 40 of the fast. You know what I mean? Like, and so he's so strategic and we have to be prepared for his strategy. Yeah. I was talking, I'm talking to a couple right now and, and they're, they're doing everything in their power to meet God in a special way to help restore aspects of the relationship. Um, and one of the things they, they, they went through a little rough patch. And one of the things that I told them, I was like, you, I was like, maybe I haven't educated you well enough on the other side of the spectrum but you don't think the enemy has a plan? Like as you're setting this plan in motion for you guys to become healthy in your marriage and all this stuff, you don't think the enemy's over here plotting something else to mm. try to like jack that all up? Like the Bible's pretty clear. He's, you know, walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom we may devour. Like we, we all know that, but it's like being prepared yeah. and knowing um, that he's waiting for the opportune time, the Bible says, right? So just being aware of that. But doubting how God sees you is the first step in doubting how you see you. And I don't think, and I think one of the reasons why this series is hitting home is we're forcing people to deal with thoughts that aren't welcome in Christian circles. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like, it's Dad like gone Christian. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you're doubt. So to acknowledge, I don't always believe about myself, what God believes about me. Like I don't wake up every day there are some days I struggle to wake up, look in the mirror and say, I am who God says I am. But aren't we just supposed to name it and proclaim it just though? Na- right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wrong. You just don't have enough faith. Easy That's all now. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, after, as, as we were going through this message, you know, on Thursday night when we were recording and then Sunday again, as I listened at the watch party, it's like, okay, well I'm doing those things, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, well, I'm still in the Word. I'm still worshiping in my private time. I'm still praying, but I still feel this way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and as you were saying, you know, the enemy wants to, as you as you have this plan to get closer to God, the enemy has his own plan trying to pull you away from it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if he can just plant that little lie, and I'm sure we're going to get there, if we can plant that little lie and yeah. get you to believe. Yeah, no doubt. And the, and the reality is this, you know, Sometimes, you know, I think about it when I, I think about when I, when I was learning how to ride a bike, you know, so I learned how to ride a bike in Kentucky, not Florida. Everything went flat. We had hills, son, you know, and I'll never forget the first time I took off that my dad let go of the seat, no Mm. training wheels. And my sister and her friends were walking. Now keep in mind, I'm like four or five, maybe. And I still, I remember this like vividly. I still have a scar on my knee from it. And uh, I was riding. He let go of the seat, and it was a hill. So my friend, my sister, and her friends are walking down the street. Well, at some point, I was like, "I, I don't have this," you know, because my dad was like, "Do you got it? Do you got it?" I was like, "I got it. I got it." And then it was that moment of like, "Oh my God, I don't have this." Yeah. Um, and <laughs> like, I saw my sister, and eventually, I like went into the grass, fell, hit a tree, scraped my knee, whatever. Um, and I think sometimes in life we feel that way. Where God's like, do you got this? Do you got this? And you're like, I got this. I got this. He's like, you got it? Like, I got it. And then he lets go. And it's 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 a week or a month uh, into this. And you're like, I don't got it. I don't got it. I, you know, um, and inevitably uh, what the Lord has to do is start letting go of the seat. Mm. Like, 
you've been in this. Yeah. Like I've, I've, you know, there, there's an element of going, I'm going to keep riding, even if I don't feel like riding, like I'm going to keep pedaling, even if I feel like I'm moving faster than I'm comfortable with, even if I don't feel like I'm like, you know, whatever, like at some point he lets go of the seat and there's an element of like, I don't know if I'm okay, but I have to trust what you've, all the times that you were holding the seat, I have to trust that I can do what you were doing when you were holding the right. seat, even though you've let go. And That's so, um, but we start to, we really start to lean into this idea that um, we're doubting who we are in God because of circumstances. We're doubting who we are in God because of what life has thrown at us. We're doubting who we are in God. Um, and then we're doubting, when we start doing that, we doubt how we see us. You know, and we talked about suffering on Sunday. Right. And we said that suffering is, and I said that suffering isn't a sign of God's absence. Right. But God's mercy is the sign of your survival. It's like, so you going through what you're going through isn't the evidence that God has left you or forgot about you or that he has changed his mind about you. The mere fact that you're going to come out on the other side of it means that his mercy has sustained you. People need that reminder of that. Like you don't wake up tomorrow without God's mercy. You don't breathe another breath without the mercy of God. And if he's gone out of his way to create enough mercy for you to continue breathing, you've got to trust he's gone out of his way to create enough mercy to sustain you through whatever you're going through. Right. Right. And so... Um, it's just like, it, that just made me think of, it says it somewhere on our website, like in our statement of faith, but like it, talking about God, you know, but it's like the, God doesn't let the world... How does it, how's it worded? I just saw like... Um, God doesn't let things happen in the world. He makes things happen in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like he's not just sitting up somewhere and things are just happening. The Lord like, is not passive. Right, right. Yeah. It's like it, he doesn't let the the world exist. He makes the world exist. You right. Know? It's like there's a big difference in that. And a lot of people doctrinally have an issue with that because if God makes things exist, then how come certain things exist? Yeah. You know, um, and I think, it, I, I think it's, you know, God's sovereignty and God's providence uh, running in, you know, parallel with each other and, right. and almost, um, you know, in conjunction with you like that, but it, it how, is, how does a good loving God, why do, then why is some things happen sure. the, way they, the way they do? It's like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they have a hard time reconciling that. Yeah. Well, that, it reminds me of pipeline and year one and it <laughs> happens every year and it'll happen again this year, September, we're kicking on pipeline. If you want to register, go register. Uh, but, uh, in pipeline, when we start dealing with the sovereignty of God, and we start dealing with the idea of election and the idea, like some of those ideas. And so one of the things that always instantly gets pushed back, right? It's like, if God, like, why would God, you know, if election exists, why would God choose some and not choose others? And I said, and my answer to them is, I think you're asking the wrong question. It's not, why would God choose some? It's why would God choose any? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So it's like, you know, I'm like, Cause they're like, it's just not fair. I'm like, well, do you want fair? They're like, I think, I think it should be fair. I'm like, well, the only option for fairness is we all burn. So do you still want that? <laughs> like, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if, if things are fair, we all get the same penalty for our sin. Yeah. I'm voting not fair. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Put with me that. in the not fair category. Yeah. yeah. Put, so, me, put me down as a not fair. So yeah, it's one of those things <laughs> where it's like, you know, trusting in the sovereignty of God. And, and I don't think people people that are religious but not relational with Jesus don't understand that Jesus isn't the accessory to our lives. He is our lives. Mm. We are the accessory to his plan. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, 
when we understand that it changes the scope and then it changes how we process what we go through. Right. And so it's like, he's working all things. I mean, the, the, the scripture, he's working all things together for the good of those who love him, called him towards purpose, Christ Jesus. Like to understand what that means. That means he's working all things together for the good. Even your struggle. Yeah. Like even this season. Yeah. Even your difficulty, even your loss, even your sickness. Like he's working all things together for the good. Like, and so, and I don't even know, I'm, we're already down this rabbit trail, so I'll just finish this thought and then we'll continue, then we'll move on. But it's like all things together for the good. And it's like, and so people are like, I just have a hard time with that because what about death? And I'm like, what about death? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm in no hurry to die right now. Nah. But what about death? Because for the believer, death is the, is the finality of reward that you waited on your whole life. So you have now completed everything you had to complete. And now you get the final thing that we're all waiting for at the end of this. Right. So it's like, even in death, not to be like super morbid, but for people to understand, it's like, well, I just, I'm so fearful of this because what if I'm like, what if, you know, like then we go, then we get our eternal reward. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, let's do this, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's just so people have built, people have built heaven on earth and don't want to leave it. So therefore they can't process what heaven after earth looks like. This man preaching. <laughs> we yeah. had been on a podcast for like two months. I got, I got built up. So. Not this one anyway. Yeah, not this one. Yeah, seriously. Um, so anyways, it, it's understanding that God uh, has not forgot about us. He hasn't left us. He hasn't forsaken us in the midst of where we are. And, but what the enemy would love to do is to try to swoop in and cause us to believe differently about this season that God has forgot about us. And if we start doubting who God is, we start doubting who we are in light of God. Mm, that's good. And that's what we had to understand. So what we dealt with, just to kind of help you understand, we dealt with three doubts Sunday, and then we dealt with overcoming the doubt because of worth. That's kind of how this is going to continue to lay out. So in Matthew 4, verses 5 and 6, and the devil took him, uh, continuing on. So then, after that, the devil took him to the holy city, um, and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. He said, if you are the son of God, there it is again. Like he's challenging his identity, right? He said, throw yourself down for it. And for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Um, Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord God to your to the test, right? And that second point, the second doubt, right? You have there, Justin. Yeah, doubting God's words to you is the first step in believing the enemy's words to you. Right. And so I think we transition this and I don't, right. I don't know if you've ever experienced this or if you have any, um, words that you can speak to this because we go from a passive doubt to an active doubt. So it's like our passive doubt is, I don't know if what God said to me is true. And then we move to an active doubt, which is what the enemy is saying to me is true. Like we get converted into the lie. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I just gave this I just gave Brad this look like, bro, you know, this is exactly what I'm going through <laughs> right now, because like how many times have, you know, just in myself and maybe like those listening or watching or whatever have experienced the same thing. Like in our minds, we, you know, we're like, oh, man, I don't know if God has called me to this. I don't know if God wants me to do this. And then the enemy says, yo, God does not want you to do this. You are not called to this. And right. that's, it's such a slippery slope that once you slide down it, man, it's so hard to get yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, even right now, if we're just being honest, like with the family, you know, it's like, 
you know, sometimes like you think to yourself, man, do I deserve to be in this position? No one. Let's get that fact. <laughs> right, right, right. But like, you know, am I called to do this? Am I called to be a part of this? Am I called to, and then you get in your own head. And for me, I create these situations like, man, like I don't, I don't belong up here. And then that even turns to like, none of these people like me. So like, why am I even right. here? Yeah. So you, you build up walls and then you isolate yourself and then isolation, you know, you want to talk about isolation. When, when was Jesus, you know, tempted? He was isolated when he was weak, when he was by himself. Yeah. And like, we find ourselves in that same position so many times. And like you told me, it's a cycle. And so like, when, when do we break that cycle? When do we find, uh, find out how that cycle comes and how, you know, how it starts and like, man, it's, it's so easy to go from that passive doubt to that active doubt Very and, easy. Mm-hmm. and you could just continue to fall. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And I, I, again, I said that the, 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 I think so often, so often as believers, we think that the enemy is just out to try to get us to cheat on our wife or get addicted to pornography or drugs again, right? or, you know, become an alcoholic again. And don't get me wrong. I think for some people that is certainly yeah. a temptation 100%. that the enemy is trying to, to bring them into. But I think by and large, what the enemy is victorious at is the small triggers of doubt in us yeah. that cause us to become purposeless. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we become yeah. so enthralled and so enamored and so just overwhelmed um, with the lies and not believing the truth and all those things that we, uh, you know, we're going to heaven. We're just not really taking anybody with us. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like our, our eternity is secure. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a theological thing. Like your eternity is secure. Anyway, so uh, like our eternity is secure, but um, we're just, you know, we're we're just gonna like scrape by, you know, like even when we get to heaven, like there are people that believe that even when you get to heaven, there's not going to be a celebration when you get there. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, here, you know, here comes Justin, like barely made it in. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be a loner up there too. Uh, right, no, for real though. Like, <laughs> you know it's like, yeah. uh, no one wants me here. No one's going to want me there. Like I'll be in heaven, but uh, you know, whatever. Like mm. I'll, my mansion will be in the other neighborhood. That's, you know, like, like <laughs> I'm going to spend eternity by myself. By myself you know, like <laughs> I, I think Jesus will come by occasionally. <laughs> That's some Enneagram six type talk. Yeah. But I mean, like that's, that's what I think I, I genuinely believe even as, and that's what I was saying, like in church circles, we're not given permission to express these feelings right. of, am I good enough? Like, am I good? Like, is if God even proud of me? Like, and if God's people don't want me, does God want me? Like, you know, and we don't even, the evidence that God's people don't want you isn't even real evidence. It's just enough doubt mm-hmm. from circumstances that have happened for you to go, I don't know if they do want me. Therefore, I don't know if God wants me. Therefore, I don't know if I even like me. Therefore, I don't even know if I'm valuable. Like it, it, it the doubt starts with, again, not even complete truth. It's just if the enemy can get, just like with Jesus, like if he could just get them, Jesus was again, like if anybody knew who he was, it was Jesus, but it didn't stop the enemy from trying. If you, if you are, well, then do this. And how many people don't go to church because of church hurt? Like how many times has the, has the devil, has the enemy used a, a person, a, 
one of God's people. Right. To, you know, but it's like when you, when some, how many people don't go to church because the church hurt? Yeah. Lots. A lot of people. And when, and when you think about yeah. church hurt, it's like sometimes that's not like the pastor that I served under was preaching heresy and it sure, really yeah, hurt right, me. Right, right, sometimes yeah, it's sure. like, like they didn't smile for two weeks when I came. Like sometimes it's ridiculous when, I, when you hear some of this. Like sometimes yep. it's real, but, but imagine. Now, maybe someone really was rude or something, too, you know, yeah. but, like, that's not the best representation of God. But how many times does that affect that people won't go to church for years because of something like that? Yeah. yeah. No, and, and I think people were all so selfish mm. that all we can see when, when, uh, when pain or struggle or depression or anxiety or the wilderness become a reality for any of us. All we can see is the sand in front of us. It's like the, the, in the desert, right? No one see, like you. You don't see the end of the desert in a movie or in a photo. You always see it in the middle or in the beginning, right? And so, for some of us, our pain, our anxiety, or the dry season, it, it's so overwhelming to us that we become blinded to anything else, and therefore we live in our selfishness. I'll never forget someone came up to me. They left the church uh, back uh, when we were on Fairfield, so, you know, a while back. Um, and, you know, one of the things they said to me, to, like to me. I know what you're going to say. Was like, I already know that. Yeah, they were like, hey, listen, you know, um, I'm leaving. It's obvious you It's obvious you don't have time for me. And I was like, this is, it. This is just after Jabin got diagnosed, and we had just gotten back from Miami. We had just taken the red eye on Miami to get back to, for me to be at church on Sunday morning, right? Um, and they're like, I texted you when you were in Miami, and you never, like, you didn't text me back. I texted you the next day. You didn't text me back. I was like, at the hospital with my child. You know, I didn't text you back. Yeah, I was preoccupied. See, I got no. And I was like. Kick rocks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, no. Like, <laughs> but what, what I'm saying is, like, it. I took a step back from that, you know. And not to set off triggers, like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I took a step back from that. I was like, bro, this person was so blinded by their own pain, they couldn't see mine. And I think that is what happens. And and if we can understand that, although, yes, I was like, you know, and I told that person later on in life, like, hey, I forgive you, but you're an idiot. You know, but I was like, like, listen, at the end of the day, it was like, if I had to make that decision again, I wouldn't have made it differently, just so you know. But I understand how bad you were hurting enough that you felt this way but it's like that's the reality right it's like we when we get hurt all we can see is our hurt you know it's like did y'all ever see the movie major pain yes oh yeah of course (laughs) you know it's like classic want me me to take your mind off that you know the guy's like leg was broken or he was shot or it's like you want me to take your mind off that gunshot wound (laughs) he's like let me see your pinky you know it's like you're gonna feel a little pressure (laughs) and it's like you know like we people can't see this pain because of this pain type of thing. And so I think that that's true, but what happens is the enemy comes in and he magnifies that pain. That's what, that's what we're talking about. Everyone's pain is real. People have sat in my office every day since Jabin passed away or since Jabin even got sick. And they're like, I, I, I feel guilty even talking to you about this because you've been through so much worse. And I was like, you're right. Your pain doesn't compare to my pain, but it's not supposed to. Because your pain is still your pain, like a well, broken. Arm, yeah, uh, but sometimes uh, a healthy dose of perspective. No, I can mean that's what I say. No, that's too, what I tell you. Like, you're right. Yeah. You're like, yeah. but you have room 
to still grieve it your doesn't mean pain. it's not pain right yeah and it's like so um and that does give me the permission to be like you know you've already acknowledged this so you know on on meeting number three where i'm like hey listen you need to suck it up like you know what i mean you need to grow a little bit like i sat with you for the first two sessions but now you need to you need to deal with this you know or you yeah. need to see where this isn't everyone else's fault or <laughs> you're you're blowing something up that's not real yeah. or whatever you know what i'm saying like but that's what happens is the enemy comes in and he takes what's happening in our lives and he calls it he uses the evidence of that to first believe we're not who god says we are and god's not who he says he is then believe that god's plans for us aren't real so now we start to believe in we start to doubt right in, in, in the purpose and uh, we start believing that the enemy is actually true so now it's not just god's not true now it's the enemy's plan his lies are true and then, you know, that takes us to, um, you know, Matthew 4, the, the story continues again. The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. He said, all this I give to you, if you'll just bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left and the angels came and tended to him. But, you know, the last doubt. Yeah, doubting your worth isn't about your value. It's about Christ's sufficiency. <clears throat> doubting your worth isn't about your value it's about Christ's efficiency and and the whole concept there was like listen if God's not who he says he is and you're not who you are who you're not who you say you are and therefore you start believing the lies of the enemy that is declaring non-truth over you then what you've done is robbed Christ and what he accomplished at the cross you've robbed that power mm. Uh, not not eternally or not permanently or not even actually right but you've robbed your ability to find purpose in god in it because now you've eliminated the sufficiency of christ's sacrifice for you right he wasn't enough right we start believing that we're not enough and if we're not enough that means what jesus paid for us was too much that means uh, like like <laughs> we started removing the sufficiency and we start diminishing what jesus paid for us yeah and that's huge, man. Like when we start to doubt what Jesus accomplished on the cross, like we have to see that it's um, bigger than that, you know? Um, and the thing is, and I think that's a really beautiful part of this. We talked about it Sunday is like, you know, the reality is, and I think, so what some people need to grab a hold of, you know, I, I, Justin, you don't, like, you don't fall into this trap and I don't really either. Um, I think I probably could have when I was younger, but I don't fall into it much anymore. Um, but what we said on Sunday, which is like, and you know what, you don't need anybody else's permission to be that valuable. Like <laughs> you don't need, like what anybody else thinks about you is irrelevant. Like what Jesus, your worth being established at, with the payment Jesus made for you doesn't mean like what your family thinks, what your friends think, what your boss thinks, what your work, whatever, like none of those things are going to add or take away right. the value that is already pre-established. That's you. right. You don't need anybody else's permission. So that was probably the thing that hit me the hardest. So like I'm a two, I'm an Enneagram <laughs> two. Yeah. And so like I am the helper, the pleaser, the giver, you know, like mm -hmm. I am that guy. So I like subconsciously find my worth in the things that I can do for people and how people see me and view me and value me. So, um, one of the things that, um, one of my accountability partners said was, um, you're taking too much value. You value the people that don't really value you. Like, and that needs to change. And then two, it's like, why am I even finding my worth in people? 
and why do I hold that at such a high value? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you drop that freaking bomb, like, <laughs> bro, like that hit, that was when I looked at Justin and I was like, I don't think <laughs> I yeah. can host and close out this service, you know? And I, I was like, I don't know if we, if we can do this, <laughs> but like that hit so hard. Yeah. Um, because I find myself, you know, and I talk to you about it all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I find myself in that struggle where it's like, man, if, if this person doesn't value me, if this person doesn't value me, if this person doesn't value me, then like, I'm just not important. Well, I think, and I, I know we go there a lot, but you mentioned being a, t- I, there's something about, I think, personality types that, that in, depending upon the topic or this, whatever we're talking about, either helps in that or makes it worse, you know? And I think sometimes like there, there is something to person because I don't have as much of a problem with some of this, you know, uh, like per, per, I'm not sure there were some things on, I mean, we were sitting there Thursday, there was a couple times I was like, whoo, you know, like there's stuff that's good. That, <laughs> sure, that was sure, good. Sure. But I, you know, some of that is, but it's like, you're right. You do question like, wh- what am I, what am I doing here? Yeah. Man? Is this value, you know? And it's like, man, I, I could see how, I could see how if it's, if it's an unhealthy part of a personality, yeah. I then could see how the enemy could totally exploit that. Where like the enemy would have to work harder on me or you as an eight probably at some of this than a two or a six. Definitely. You know what I mean? Or four. Or four, you know, and now then then there's going to be some some things where you can sail through where it's going to hit us, you know, but some of this is just. And let's go there for a second. I mean, while we're here, you know, I think one of the things that um, the flip side of that is, and it wasn't even that you were in an unhealthy place when you first got here to TC, we have so many people that are in that two, four, six space. They had a hard time with you when you first got here. They we did. talked about it. We did. Like where they were like, like they had a hard time processing this per pastor. Dan was a bit, I mean, he's a two. About we built the church on what like, yeah, feel, you know, we take care of one another. Like we, you know, like we're here. Um, I'm an eight, but I, I think I'm a, I do pretty good in feeling like and allowing myself to sit in people's feeling space. And you're not that dude. Like, and 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 don't want to be. And for the (laughs) job, and And, for the job that you have, I don't need you to be. I got that. And I don't want to be. And that doesn't mean you don't care. Right. Like that. You have to preface. Well, I have to preface it or else somebody (laughs) takes it wrong. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, but, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's absolutely true. Well, and the thing is, is like, as a matter of fact, there were multiple times throughout the history of our church where we've blown our budget out. We've not done been well, we don't, we've never made terrible financial decisions, but we've yeah. made, we haven't followed our budget. We've overextended ourselves trying to do too much for people that later on down the road hurt us. And it's like, we don't, I need someone that can get out of the feelings department. I need someone that can make logical decisions here that's not emotional yeah. to make sure that the future of our church is taken well, care of. Well, he found that. <laughs> so, so we, we made, so that's this why it's like your role. But I think there's other people that saw the other side of that, which is like, I don't know how to, like, I, number one, I don't know if I like this guy. I don't know how to interact with him or be friends with him because whatever. Now all that went away over time, but you know what I'm saying? Like it took some time for people to get used to the other side of the coin from what we were just it, talking it about. It is. And, and we've talked about this before, you know, on the podcast, but, and it, it's worth talking about cause it's been so long, but you know, I've never, I've never had that issue until I got in the church world though. Right. No, corporate worlds love the, it. The, the, and even like in a, in, in out in social settings and stuff, it was never an issue until I got in the church world where someone would be like, I don't know if I like him. It was never that it was like life of the part. Like, it was always mm-hmm. 
friend friends with it with all the circles yeah. you know yeah um but but yeah and and i i have a i don't like that i don't and me and you've had that i i don't like that perception but i also i also believe the people that felt that way when they feel that way they're at their unhealthiest they're very insecure it's like do i have to change who i am because an unsecure an insecure person had an issue with me being secure in myself yeah like does that do i have to go change something because you're insecure and i'm being secure and that bothers you like i don't i don't like that i think i think change i think the answer to change is yes but I don't think you have to diminish. Right. You know, we came up with a plan, which is like, bro, let's let's make sure people understand that you're increasing your empathetic side yeah. without diminishing your role here. Your job is to be this, and I need you to be this. We can become more self-aware and increase how we're doing this, and that was what we did. And all things, yeah, and we're fine. But and and it was it was super. I mean, just super new. You know, any uh, yeah, that's true. No uh, one knew you. I knew, I knew you. Yeah, I knew a couple people like from like a couple little things here there, but didn't know anybody really well. But but on top of that, you know, but that also led down the journey too of where we we started this self awareness journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I say we, yeah. we uh, on a staff level, but, but yeah. I started, but <laughs> you know, I, I knew of the disc, but then, you know, sure. Myers-Briggs and then we found the Enneagram, Finders, you know, Enneagram, yeah. I, I think we're kind of all obsessed with the Enneagram right now, but it started at least in our church with me finding it and introducing to you, but it was like, it has helped me tremendously. Sure. And if that means, you know, and we've said it a hundred times to, if, if self-awareness is really not about you, it's about how you see the world and how you can increase your empathy for others. Sure. You know, so it's like my self-awareness, I was gone up because of that empathy. I do want to empathize with people. Yeah. I do, yeah. I do care. Mm-hmm. I do care. Um, and I do have, I mean, three, three is in the feeling triad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, they suppress it. Yeah. Which that's the downside of a three. Like mm-hmm. the three is in the feeling triad. Yeah. I just, you suppress it and you try to go super logical, yeah. you know, but it's like, um, and, and, there, and there's some, there's some downsides to that. So it's like, man, I super care about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I also, yeah. I also, I just have a Enneagram out of it. I have a problem with, you know, people that don't believe in themselves get rubbed the wrong way by people who do and expect the, them to, believe in themselves less so you feel comfortable it's like yeah. why don't you why don't i why don't you ask me how to show you how to believe in yourself more instead yeah. of asking me to not believe in mine yeah when like, i think that, you know and i think that that's the i think that's the you know kind of coming back full circle to this you know even ryan was talking about it's like you know as a two you know not to be all caught up on the enneagram we have a separate podcast for that <laughs> we, we better, today better, better today podcast <laughs> but uh, Plug. If, you, <laughs> if you want to uh it is understanding that um you know one of the things that I hope people see even in our faith and even with what we're talking about here, you know, is it's like, you know, and I think it's what I challenged you on a little bit as you were dealing with some of this, you know, and I was like, man, you dig your feet in. Yeah. Like this isn't the time to take your feet out of the ground. This is your time to dig your feet in. Like when, when the winds are done blowing and the storm has ceased and the buildings have fallen, I will still be standing. And there's nothing anybody can do that's going to change that. Now I'm an eight on the Enneagram yeah. case, like whatever, but, but, you know, but I hope what I, what we need to understand is like, number one, that is an aspect of godliness. Like that is something God has put inside of me. And there's a tenacity that I think all of us can tap into. And particularly when the enemy tries to come against us and it starts to present those lies, it's like, man, even when you don't feel like it, even if you're uncertain, even if you don't know how it's going to go, even if you don't even believe it yet, 
like, man, there was a season, you know, and I, I was pretty transparent with our staff, you know, but there, there was a, there was a six month season there where I was like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be doing this. Like, I don't, I, I was not sure this was what I needed to be doing. Um, and God and his faithfulness and his sovereignty and, and all those things totally helped answer that and took care of me. But, you know, but there was an element of that, that I was just like, you know, I, there, there came a season and I think it comes for everybody where it's like, man, do I pull my feet out of the ground? Mm. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like, you set them bad boys in concrete so that it doesn't matter. Like, and it, and we're already like, we're, we're at that place and I'm, I'm at that place. I kind of live, you know, even when that got bad for me, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, well, like I'm like, I'm rooted. Like, yeah. Then it's like not on my watch. Yeah. Ex- yeah. That's how I take it. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like not, not only will I not pull out of this, not only will I not falter not only will i not crumble but when we get to the other side of this like people will people will look to this and be you know inspired Uh, you know whether in their faith but like they're like man if that if like oh man whatever i go through today like i can push through like we can make it there and so there's just that there's that in us and i think that there are some people that can more easily grab a hold of that and I think, you know, like with Ryan, you know, as a two, um, you know, that there are some people that they have to, they, they do have to dig deeper. Yeah. There is, there is a place where they have to go um, to get to that point, you know. And it's worth being said, since we're talking about Enneagram and personality types, is one of those isn't better than the other. Correct. Right. And the world needs all nine. That's a great point. The, like, so... So it's not like Ryan as a two struggles with things that I as a three or you as an eight don't because we struggle with things that Ryan doesn't, right? right? But it's like, man, the world, the world needs, the the church needs twos. Yeah, you God, know, the world ever, needs twos, right? We don't need a bunch of me. We don't, <laughs> we don't. But it's like, and, and it's like right now, we've never been in a time like we are now when you talk about the divisiveness from political, from covid to the the social like there's never been a time for nines to rise up you know, I mean when you think of sixes we were doing a podcast earlier talking about sixes where it's about what an awesome gift to an organization with with sixes because of their trustworthiness and their courage and and all these things like the world needs who you are the goal is is to be the healthy version of that yeah we're we're, we're all on that journey you yeah know? and i think that it's that's the that's the reality you know, when I think about like, you know, when I think about just different people in the church and, and, and even taking out of the Enneagram space, I could use the Enneagram, but I won't. I just want to communicate to those that may not even know, know their type or whatever. About, yeah. um, you know, that that if you are if you are someone with really high highs, you could predict really low lows. Yep. That's good. You know, there are some people that are more even keeled. You know, like me and Justin, like I, I do, I like I can I can ride the waves a little bit, but I'm pretty even keeled. Justin's even more so, like pretty placid in a good way. Like th- many things don't shake him. He's also not the dude that's dishing out compliments. You know, 24 hours a day. Like he sits in his space. I'm I'm very similar, um, but I think people need to be prepared that those that are that ride high highs have the potential and the possibility to really sit in low lows. And if you can, if you can know that the enemy is going to try to use those lows, he'll let you have the highs. If he knows he can yeah. get you in the lows. It's about navigating the swings in between. That's right. And, and, and being prepared that, I mean, when I go like, you know what it feels like, you know, Ryan, you're, a, you're you, you are that way. You ride high highs oh, and yeah. you've acknowledged that you can 
Oh, let's you, be honest. You yes. can get low. Like you can, you can have lows. I was gonna say you can get low. Is <laughs> a flow rider song? Yeah. What is this? Uh, but uh, you, you've acknowledged you can have lows, right? Hundred percent. And so that's what we talked about when I was like, you got to notice the cycle, right? It's like you know what it feels like when you are starting to go, yeah. when you're going down. Yep. Right? People can't see my hand motion. You know when you crest that mountain of high emotional high and then you start the downhill slide or spiral you know it when it happens and when it happens it's going to happen when it happens being prepared to say i'm not going to let that enemy own this space i got to ride it out this is a desert i got to go through but i'm not going to i don't have to live in the doubts of christ's efficiency of the enemy's lies becoming truth god's worth over my life i don't have to fall into that yeah this may be a dry low season for me i may not be the life of the party for the next two weeks but i also i don't have to go to this place because that is where that's when it becomes tragic and here's the thing like i almost like for me i need i don't acknowledge i'm grateful i don't experience the lows like that but i also don't experience the highs yeah you know, and that's for somebody like me, uh, even as a th- in any of three, it's like, even when you accomplish something, the downside, the, the downside to a three is you don't even allow yourself time to celebrate it till you're on to the next thing. It's like, okay, now what? Yeah. And that's not healthy and fun either. So it's like the reason it's even keels, like, man, that, that sound, that's, I almost thought, yeah, like I am pretty even, but it's like, man, I don't hardly... I'm not in the lows, but I'm also not celebrating the highs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, that's not cool either. Cause sometimes you need to, you need to allow yourself to sit in those victories when you, when you, when God does something, or maybe yeah. you just reach a goal at work, like, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, something came through that you've been working on, like to, to sit in that and say, you know, like I was able to do this or with God's help, I was able to do this sure, or look what sure, God did. It's like, but yeah. it's like, man, just on to the next thing. It's like, that's not pleasant either. You know, it's like. At, at all and maybe the maybe the lows would be worth it to be able to experience a high like that you know what i mean yeah. um like that's where the growth is for like somebody like myself is trying to figure that out yeah no it, it, and to feel it and to navigate it yeah. and walk it and to understand you know what i mean like that that um if the lows are necessary to feel the highs and praise God you have it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you were just low all the time, that's, that's, different. that's tragic. Yeah. But, you know, but you know, when you surf the wave, you know, it's like, you know, to, to just call things out and, you know, and we all go through it. I mean, even you and I who are far more placid and a little more even keeled on that, but we all go through it, man. There's seasons in all of our lives where we're like, this sucks. Yeah. I don't like this. Um, you know, like, you know, the days where you're like, I don't, I don't want to do anything. Like I hate everyone right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those days, um, I don't want to be around anyone. Yeah. I'm going to work from home. Like, so we all have those days, but, uh, really having enough, uh, number one, uh, people around you, the relationships are important. It's talking about small groups and all that stuff. Um, but having all of those spaces are, are, are so important. The people around you, being in small groups, being in community, all those things. And at the same time, being connected to the Lord enough to say, like, this isn't going to own me. Yeah. Like, and, and you know what? I'm going to give myself permission to feel this way. Yeah. For the next 24 hours. <laughs> and after that, I'm, but for real, like, yeah. but after that, a new day i'm climbing out of this yeah and man how important is it that you said community and small groups because like for me i'm like such 
a stickler on accountability, you know, and, and prior to, you know, some of us know the story, but like three years ago, I didn't have the proper accountability in my life. And that took me down a road where one, I learned a lot, learned a lot about myself. Um, but I also pulled away from the people that I knew truly cared about me and loved me. But now I have safeguards set up, you know, I have people that I'm, I'm running to and I'm literally busting their office doors open (laughs) and saying, look, I need to talk to you right now because I'm falling into this cycle again. And so how important is it for someone who, who goes through these highs and lows that like, you know, and and just being honest when, you know, we were talking about this message, like I'm, I was in a low, you know, and it took something this piercing to, to make it realize like, yo, you need to go, you need to find help right now because I've already found myself pushing people away. Um, I was, I was in the lows. I wasn't happy. I was wearing the mask. I was able to turn it on, you know, like, but in, in the moment, like when the Holy spirit moves on your heart and you hear this word and you're like, you know, we were talking about like my pain. It's not that it's not real. It may not be as like yours, but man, the enemy puts blinders on you when you get this tunnel vision and you don't really see the help, but Mm -hmm. but you need people to remind you that the help is there, Mm -hmm. you know, and that your accountability is there and you set these safeguards up for you and you got to go to them. Yeah. You know, you got to go to that community. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's so true. That's why, you know, I I tell people all the time, like, yeah, I signed up for this small group, but man, I usually just don't feel like I'm going. And I'm like, what does feelings have to do with it? (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. facts or feelings, bro. Like the fact is you need it. I mean, I don't feel like going to the gym. Like, you know, I'm doing pretty good. The rain's messing me up a little bit, but I put in two and a half to three miles every morning right now. a boy. I don't feel like doing it anymore. There's not one morning so far that I woke up and been like, three miles, baby. Can't <laughs> wait. No, I'm like, oh dear God, that alarm is going off. Right. I'm, I'm putting on my shoes. Like, I don't like any of this, but the fact is it's what's good for me. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't matter how I feel. And here's the thing that I've learned Oh, you know, being someone that's worked out, you know, different periods of my life, the more that I do the thing that I know I need, the less I live in my feelings. Right. The, (laughs) (laughs) The more, the more that I trust the fact that it's the right thing, the less I lean into feeling like it's the wrong thing, but it's a, it's being consistent in that space. Right. Um, and so just knowing that, and we, the, the last two points we'll give the guys to you as we wrap up today, but because we talked about the doubts, but then there's two things, there's two absolute truths. Um, and the first thing is that when we don't know what our worth is, we'll sell out for a fraction of it. Okay. And when Jesus is on the mountain, Jesus said, uh, Satan said, if you, if you'll bow down and worship me, all, I'll give you all of this. And, you know, Jesus response, we don't necessarily see this, but it's like, surely he was like, bro, I already own all this though. Like it's already, but he, because he, if he had lost track of who he was, he could have given into settling for less than what was owed to him. Right. Our worth is higher than we allow ourselves to walk in because we believe the doubt we believe the lies and so when we don't know what our worth is we'll settle for a fraction of it um and then the last thing we said uh talking about our worth because so then what is our worth and how do we establish it and our worth is what we what was paid for it jesus life Mm -hmm. his death burial and resurrection was all the payment for our lives Mm. like and, and the the point the last point is that your worth wasn't just costly it was calculated 
And sometimes we, we sometimes will ascribe to Jesus payment on the cross, this very loose ended approximate type of payment. He died for the sins of the world and whatever. And I'm not going down that trail right now, but we, 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 we create this open ended payment that Jesus paid. He just died and it paid for people. It's like, no, 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 no. It was a calculated, precise decision to leave the riches of heaven and become poor that you and I might become rich. He knew the cost. Yeah. He evaluated the price. Like he processed the sacrifice, sat back on his throne in heaven, knowing the cost and then thought of our names, saw our faces before we were created and said, yeah, I'll pay that. All right, we'll see y'all next week. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's understanding, because we're talking about worth, and it's like the worth is what counteracts the doubt. So so how do you counteract doubt? It's not just be like, no, I'm not going to believe that. It's declaring who you are. Yeah. Jesus' response to the enemy, to Satan, every time was, it is written. In other words, it has been established. In other words, it's already been defined. This is what's truth. And every time the lies start in your mind, you don't counter it with lofty ideas or podcasts. Those may be helpful. Yeah. But you start at, this is the price that was paid for me. This is my worth, and I won't run away from it. You know, it wasn't just costly. It was calculated. Jesus knew what he was doing to pay for your sins on the cross and to buy you back from hell's fury. Like, he knew, and he paid it for you. So live that way. Mm. You know? I just thought I was the guest, but I just went through a therapy session. I don't know, I don't know if you guys did. Uh, well, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was good. It was good. So uh, we missed you guys, man. We did. But you can expect us to be back on a regular basis now. Things have you know, simmered down. We're back to a schedule. So we'll be, we'll be catching up. And I'm sure Ryan will be on a few more episodes with us. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's been a good time. And then uh, September 6th, big day. September 6th. Services in person starting back. Small groups for the season three yep. to wrap up the year. All take us, take us through the end of November, almost to December. So small groups starting back up, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. So it's a good time. So, I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm me too. thrilled to death. <laughs> I am. I'm really I'm excited. excited about church. Yeah. So yeah, come well, check Ryan, us out. Thanks for jumping on, bro. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it's an honor and a pleasure. Glad yeah. you were with us, man. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in uh, for the weekly follow-up podcast. You can track us all down on social media at Brad Livingston underscore. I'm at Justin Oswald underscore. Ryan? At RLT87. There you go. RLT87. So if, if you want to show us some love, feel free to do that. But we'll catch you guys next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you guys. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.